This is David Nassau, and you're listening to the Ninth Story Podcast. Hello. Today's podcast is brought to you by the lovely people at Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash story. Over 150,000 titles to choose from. Go for a ride with Audible. Hello, let's go for a ride. Welcome to the Ninth Story Podcast. Today is a very special day in Ninth Story Studios. We are doing a show with and for some sixth grade students from my old stomping grounds out in Arizona. They have a very innovative and creative teacher that introduced them to my writing in the form of The Ride. And they also listened to the War of the Worlds radio broadcast. And they got to do their own little podcasts. They're about three minutes, three and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to talk to them today about their uh, efforts in storytelling and what they learned from the experience. And if they're game for it, I'll offer to take the uh, episodes that they produced and try to do uh, the old time radio treatment for it. So I'll, I'll find sound effects. Add a little bit of your magic. Put some music and some sound effects. That's right. That's right. As much of the red carpet treatment as I know how to give. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They have a couple more stories that they're working on getting produced and getting done. So hopefully we'll get to share some of those stories with you. Um, obviously, we need the rights of the authors because as soon as they write it and produce it, it becomes their work. It right? is. Yeah. And, and it's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that as soon as you write something, you own the copyright to it. Does that apply to 12-year-olds? Do they have uh, – they don't understand intellectual property, so go ahead and pirate it, Dan. Just That's terrible. It is, but – Anybody that creates any content – I think we should also teach the youth about the American legal system. Well, maybe not. That's, All right. that's a little complex. Let's not. Let's not squash any dreams. That's yet. right. Let's focus on storytelling in the, uh, the, the medium of the podcast. See how that goes. Yeah. So how we um, should how, be fun. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. And you have a connection to uh, to the school teacher. Lisa is a, a dear friend of mine. Um, known her from way back. She originally is from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, she relocated to Arizona several years ago. She's a, as, as you described, a, a school teacher. And I had connected with her through the social media. And I think just in in terms of sharing the show, um, both Nine Story Podcast and and the ride, I think she was drawn to that. She immediately fell in love with your reading voice. Oh, well, that's um, nice. Obviously a, a very creative teacher mm -hmm. and um, thought it would be a great way to introduce some of her students to the medium of, of storytelling and specifically through a podcast. So yeah. 
it was great that she contacted me and um, then I kind of put her in touch with you mm -hmm. and uh, you two crazy kids just kind of took it from there and That's it really right. took on a life of its own uh, but it's um, like I said it's uh, it's great the involvement from the kids as I understand it from communicating with Lisa has been fantastic and, and again just really looking forward to spending some time here with the kids tonight you know, so we got that coming up here in uh, just a couple minutes. So what we'll do right now, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be on with our storytellers from Arizona. Fantastic. We live in three dimensions at the same time. We live in the past through our stories. We live in the future through those stories, and we live in the present when we compose those stories. We're a storytelling species. We're the only species that tell stories. In telling those stories, we understand who we are and where we are and, and why we are. That's David Nassau talking about why stories matter to us as a people. Stories are a part of everything we do. Join us each week on the Ninth Story Podcast as we tell stories and discuss the stories that make us who we are. Find us at podcast.ninthstory.com. Come with me. We'll go for a ride. Don't be afraid. So guys, welcome to the show. First of all, I wanted to thank you guys for taking the time out of your schedules to sit down and have a chat with us today. I was uh, very excited at the opportunity to talk to you, as I know Craig was as well. You guys wrote and recorded some of your own stories. Craig and I have listened to the stories that you guys had written and produced. And uh, I was excited about it because I know that parts of the ride, which I wrote, has served as part of the inspiration for you guys to write and record and put together your own little podcast. They listened to the ride part one and two. So that kind of spearheaded for some of them how to do their voice, how to slow down, how to be very specific with the vocabulary they chose. So they create those images when other people hear it, that they'll be able to picture it in their mind. So other than the ride, you guys also listen to War of the Worlds, is that right? Yes. Great story. Did you guys like it? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's based on a book by H.G. Wells, and then there was the radio drama that was done, and then later there were several versions of it done as a movie, most recently with Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise. <laughs> so after all that, you guys had the courage to go ahead and write and read and produce your own little stories. Tell me, whenever you did that, what did you guys notice was different about reading a story and having other people listen to it than watching a television show or watching a movie? You had to think more. On a television show, you can see what's going on, so you don't have to describe it as much as they do when you're reading it. And did you find it more difficult to get your ideas across through just the spoken word? Yes. Yeah. What did you learn in that process? What were some of the tricks that you learned to employ to get your ideas across? You need to have like a really clear idea. So it has to be where, um, like, you have to be really descriptive and specific with everything. Yes, very much so. And the way you use your voice, 
the speed of your reading, where you go faster, where you slow down, that has a great effect on how the story is told as well. Have you listened to any other old-time radio shows like The Shadow? That's one of the ones that I always liked. Um, Check your local library, kids. I'm sure it's available. <laughs> There's also some linked on Mrs. Garen's webpage. Yeah. I listened to a couple of the older ones that I have linked on my teacher webpage. Some of it was just the talking. Some of it had some of the audio effects. So they had a little taste of that. And from listening to you guys in what you put together, essentially what you have is just the voice there right now, correct? Correct. Would you guys be interested in having some music and, and possibly some sound effects added into your stories? Yeah. Okay. Well, great. If Mrs. Garen will send us a copy of the files in MP3 format, I'll play around with it a little bit, see if I can clean up the audio a little bit for you, get rid of any of the background noise, and also try to add some music that will set the tone for you. So one of the things that comes up when you're recording, sometimes it doesn't go exactly the way you want to the first time through. How many times did you guys have to re-record until you got it to sound exactly the way that you wanted it to? I had it in three times, probably like five. <laughs> and how many drafts of your stories did you write? Did you write more than one draft? No. <laughs> I'm sure you guys did some rough drafting. They were also able, once they started writing their ideas, they could bounce it off another member of the team and say, does this sound right? Should I do it this way? So not as much editing of the written word as it is, they're talking it through and working it through that way. That works too. That's the way that a lot of shows are produced these days. A bunch of writers sitting in a room or a bunch of actors sitting in a room bouncing ideas off of each other until they get it to the way that works best. So what has doing this project changed for you in the way that you see stories? Has it given you a different appreciation for movies, TV shows, books that you guys enjoy? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like it's really difficult, and then like then we realize that it's not that easy to make a thirty-minute TV show. I said that after you realize that it's really hard to that it's hard doing a podcast, you start to think about how hard it must be doing TV shows and movies. Have any of you done any of your own writing prior to this project? Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting from the teacher's standpoint in that I told them, try to shoot for about three minutes. And so they'd have pages and pages and they thought they had the full three minutes and then they started talking to like, 30 seconds? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to go back and add more things and draw out their voice and add those pieces. I think that's one of the hardest things to do when you're reading something for the first time because when you're sitting down in front of a microphone for the first time and you know that somebody's going to be listening to your work, sometimes people get a little nervous about that and it can cause you to speed up and go faster than you really should because the pauses are the important thing when you're trying to tell a story. So did you guys listen to all of each other's work? No, do you have any favorites other than your own? Yes. I uh, like failing the one with the flute. Four corners. I like evolutions. <laughs> that is mine. 
I don't know if I even like that one exactly how I imagined it and everything. So, well, what was uh, what was the title of yours? Uh, mine was I think it was like uh, like lost or something. It was, I don't know exactly, but it was about like this girl and she met like a, a baby squirrel and a baby rabbit or something, and they were talking and. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because it's tough for writers to remember the names of their own characters sometimes. And if you write enough stories, sometimes you forget the name of the story that you write as well. Um, especially when you build a big universe and you have a lot of different characters in there, sometimes it gets difficult to remember and keep everybody straight. So do you guys have any favorite writers or any favorite books that you've read? One of my favorite books uh, is Tech and Blasting. Okay. I like Rick Gordon's books. <laughs> I like R.A.R. R. R. McCarvey Gallery. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I love the Percy Jackson books. And how did you guys find those books? Is it something that you were exposed to through school? Or is this something where you were out and picked up the books on your own? Uh, but I was exposed to them through school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found it after reaching. I find it Barnes and Noble, though, and I just kind of look for a good one, and I read the back of it, and I'm like, okay, this one sounds good, let's get it. <laughs> I read books all the time, so I'm pretty much finding them everywhere. You can, you can read a book in like two days if you wanted to. Absolutely. If it's a good book and it's hard to put down, sometimes you can read them even faster than that. I, <laughs> I do the summer reading program, and at the end of it, you get like a book voucher. Okay. And there's like the series that I get, and it, the first book I got was from that free voucher. And, you, and did you like it? Yeah, it's a really good series. Well, what I'll do is I will put in our show notes for this episode, I'll put a link to the books you're talking about so that if anybody listening wants to check them out, they can do so as well. One of the neat things about books, and you guys may not have experienced this yet, but as you get older, if you go back to and read the same book, you'll get different things from it each time. So I can read a book and then go back to it two years later and get new things out of it. Because one of the neat things is every time you read the book, you're a little bit of a different person as you get older. What questions do you have for us? How do you get your inspiration to like write all your stuff? That's a really good question. Uh, That's a great question. That's always my favorite question to ask, too. <laughs> Where do you really get your inspiration is from reading and from paying attention to the things around you. So what you read gets fed into the brain and it kind of, I guess, stews around in there for a while. And from that, it gives you new ideas. And if you're careful and you watch the people and the things around you, experiences that you have can be a great source of inspiration. Now, you guys are pretty young. I mean, I wish I was 12 years old again and knew what I knew now. (laughs) But as you get older, you'll get exposed to new things, new situations, and it'll give you more to draw on. One of the old cliches about writing is that you write what you know. So the more you know, the more you expose yourself to, the more you read, the more you do, the more fuel you have for that fire. 
And one of the other things that you can use if you're stuck is what they call writing prompts. And really anything can be a writing prompt. You can use headlines from newspapers. You can open a book up and read a, a paragraph and use that as your starting off point. Obviously, you don't want a copy of the story, but you may read a passage in a book about a mountain and that could be your starting off point. Did that answer your question? Yeah. That was a great question. What else you guys got? Do you ever feel pressured to get your stories out each week? I do feel pressured to get my stories out on time. I think once you tell someone that you're going to write something, it's almost like you have a contract to do it. Um, you're committing to doing something. So you have to follow through with it. And a lot of times that's great inspiration for writers because if you know you have a deadline, it can give you a little more focus because I think a lot of, and I can't say that every writer is like this, but a lot of writers, you live in the imagination. So you can go in so many different directions with things. Sometimes it takes that push to get you to focus through and get it done. One of the things that you'll notice with writing though is it requires a good bit of commitment. You have to try to stay focused on what your goal is. So it's a lot easier to go out and watch a TV show or you know, sit down and watch a movie. And sometimes that's good because you get inspiration from TV and movies as much as you do from books, but you have to stay focused. And it's a lot easier, like I said, to, to get distracted and to do other things than it is to sit down and focus on writing. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't have the time to write. I don't have the time to do this. You have to make the time. You have to steal it from wherever you can. Sometimes you have to get up early in the morning. Sometimes you have to take some time on a Saturday away from doing other things. But if you want to do it, it's just like anything. You have to make the time for it because it's important to you. Do you have like a favorite uh, podcast? That you uh, yeah. You know what? There are a couple that I listen to. Some of them are probably not going to be appropriate for you guys to listen to. But one I can tell you that is usually pretty interesting and that they do a really good job with uh, is called Mysterious Universe. It's a couple guys out of Australia, and they do the paranormal type of stuff. So like Bigfoot and aliens and uh, fairies and all kinds of different things. Um, there's also, if you go out there and you look, there's a handful of different podcasts for, for younger audiences. Like there's one called uh, Story Nori. And there's mystery podcasts out there. There's old-time radio podcasts out there. So there's, there's definitely some content out there that you guys could listen to. What favorite TV shows and movies do you guys have? Anything that gives you inspiration? Walking Dead. I was like, whispering over there, you can say Walking Dead, you're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> and so you guys are Walking Dead fans, huh? Is that everybody in the room or just a handful of you? Hands up if you watch So let me ask a question for, for anybody who raised their hand that's watching The Walking Dead. Do you like this current season of the show? And if so, what is it that you like about it? And then I'll give you a little bit of my answer as to, you know, why I like the show. We'll play some, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post edit in some thinking music. <laughs> it 
It's okay. I, I mean, if you just say, hey, I don't know what it is I like about it, that's okay. Yeah, you had Julian raised. What is it that you like? You just like the zombies? Oh, <laughs> 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 What other favorite shows do you like? What other favorite shows? I heard Duck Dynasty. What else? Um, meats. Meats. Mm. I like SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't love SpongeBob? There's a new predicament for SpongeBob and Patrick every week. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, our time is up. Is there any quick questions you'd like to ask the gentleman before we head on out? Well, guys, I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed talking to you all today. It was a great pleasure. I hope we can do it again sometime. I wish you the best of luck with your stories. In fact, if you stay tuned after we're done talking, I'm going to have a little surprise for you at the end. All right. Why don't you guys go ahead and pack yourself up? Hi, folks. Go ahead and line up. I'm right with you. Thanks for sharing your stories with us. Thanks, guys. I really, really appreciate it. This is really nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope we were helpful and, and answered some questions. Oh, yes. That's Just out of curiosity, what was the assignment? Like, what did, did you give them any guidance, any ground rules? Was it like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to write X amount of pages or anything like that? I told them that they had to write their own original story. They weren't allowed to copy something else. <laughs> I wanted them to shoot for like three minutes. Yeah. And that younger students, like their younger brothers and sisters, yeah. would be listening to it. So it couldn't be too scary. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, it's really neat how this has kind of evolved. Um, we actually are going to be presenting at our governing board meeting about our podcast and how we had chatted with you guys. Some of the other kids are finding out that these kids are part of the podcast group. They're like, hey, how'd you get included? Oh, Mrs. Garrett invited me. Yeah. So now I have them coming up. Can I be part of the podcast group? Well, are your grades up? Are you working hard? Right. You know, do you have the time to devote after school? So I, I suspect we're going to have another large group coming on. You guys do amazing things. Now, do you plan on actually doing something like actually releasing a show? or? I have not even thought that far ahead. I was just excited to actually get them to record something on the computer. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks a lot. All right. Talk to you later.
that was a good time. We had a lot of fun talking to the youngsters out there and hearing their thoughts on storytelling. And it seemed to me that they were real excited at the opportunity to uh, produce their own content, to write their own content. Indeed. And uh, there's some there's some really good stories in there. There's some really great imaginative writing that they've done and some very interesting storytelling in itself in the way that they started to learn that you have to control your voice and yeah. how quickly you talk and where you pause. And sometimes you use a different voice for a different character. So it's exciting to me as a lover of stories and storytelling to see that it's not a dead art, that the next generation yeah. has love for it. And it's been with us for thousands and thousands of years. And I think as long as we continue to be the human race, we'll have a need for stories and storytelling. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's great. Again, that 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 Lisa uh, Garin, the, their teacher, introduced them to this. And you know, it certainly sounded like from you know the the, the albeit brief time when we spent with them. Um, I think they learned a lot from the process. Um, and it was it was very neat to hear them talk about how they have an appreciation for how hard it is to write. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about you know television shows and stuff like that. Because as you and I have often talked about on on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and long before we ever started doing a show, is that um, I got to that appreciation of the writing uh, craft later in life. It, it, so it's pretty cool to hear 12-year-olds uh, talking about how they now look at television perhaps in a different way, movies yeah. in a different way, that they have a, a fondness for what it takes to write. That, that's very cool. Yeah, and, and I think that there's... And I also thought it was very cool that the one que- the first question they asked you was the question that I ask everybody. <laughs> Is it, you know, where do the stories come from? Yeah, and, and that was cool. And, and it, honestly, that's, that is a terrific question. Yeah. It's a great question. I just don't. Well, why do you scoff at me every time I ask it? I, I scoff at you. I have the mind of a 12 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't ask it because I know a lot of writers, usually the, the response that you'll get is, I get my ideas from the same place that anybody else would get their that's ideas. Right, because it's, you just pay attention to the news, you read a book, right, whatever. That's right. Um, but I mean, as a young writer, that's a very valid question. I mean, I think that even you know some of the the greats that are poo poo that question. Yeah. Um, some of the greats who don't like to answer that question, if it was a, an 11 or a 12 year old yeah. that said, Hey, Stephen King, how do you get your ideas? How do you come up with things? I'm sure he'd be more than willing to say, Okay, here's what you do. That's right. That's right. Well, and you know, um, here's a little reveal. Um, when I ask the question, I know the answer. Yeah. I mean, we all know the, like, yes. and the way you answered it for the, for the kids during the, the, the episode tonight, um, is the right way. It's, it's really, they're, it's everything around you. Yeah. That's where the ideas come from. The ideas, they're your own ideas. Yes. That's, that's the thing. It's, so when I ask it, it's really, it's a rhetorical question. I know where the ideas come from. We're, we're all writers. We know where our, our ideas come from. I always like to see, cause I think in and of itself, that's a story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ask it. It's the whole, okay, then while you may have done this, and I think I know what this story's about, um, let's backtrack a little bit and see what it was that really inspired you to write that. In general, yeah. the answer to stories is it comes from everything that surrounds me, to your point, whether it's a newspaper clipping or something that I was watching, something that I had read, something this, 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 this. We're all a product of what we are. Yeah. And that's what we write. 
and writing is in itself a therapeutic process. That's right. That's right. So you're, I, again, you're writing a story to yourself most of the yeah, time, yeah. whether you realize it or not. You're whispering in your own ear when you're. Yeah, writing. it's a great way of putting it. And I think, um, you know, again, it was what 30, 45 minutes that we spent with the kids tonight or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that was coming through. So you know, good, great job to them. Great job to Lisa for getting um, her her kids involved in this in in storytelling and and maybe you know if hey if she inspires one kid to keep writing in that room then job well done absolutely i think that's what i said to you when we first uh, if you reach one person when you yeah when you told me that you know lisa had shared some of the content Mm -hmm. with the kids and they were excited and she wanted to use it i was like if one person out there yeah. listens to it, enjoys it, and gets something from it, takes something away from it, then that's that's what you that's what you live for as a writer. Absolutely, or as, and as a teacher. I mean, yeah. in, in, in in knowing Lisa as long as I have, and you know, you and I've talked about it before. I always I, I have a, a an affinity towards the teaching profession, and again, something that I wish I had gotten into. Um, I just didn't realize that till much later in my life. So it's kind of like a best of both worlds. You know, if you can if you can teach somebody and if you can inspire them to be creative, then you know. You did your job tonight, and Lisa did hers. So. Yeah. And you are a teacher, Craig. Yeah, You're sure. a teacher to all the sheep out there <laughs> that we lead into Storyland. <laughs> right. That's what it is. That's exactly right. Uh, okay. And, and it was nice <laughs> that they uh, they uh, they took me up on my offer to uh, edit their their podcast for them and uh, try to add another layer of, of complexity to it. So yeah. that should be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward it. to the finished product of that because yeah. a couple of those stories are are great. Yeah. Um, and and not I mean they're all they're all good. Don't yeah, get they're all wrong. they're all good stories. There there are just uh, some of them that I can already. And I think that's what you mean. You can already you can already see where putting the right music behind a that's, certain that's scene exactly is going mean. to just click right. with it. A couple of them just jump out there, and you're right. already here. And, and as we've talked about, you know, I, I hear a piece of music that goes over um, certain spoken word things, and um, you, you you kind of have a clean slate here, and you get to play with that a little bit. So it, I'm I'm looking forward to what you know that once you lend your talents to their talents, I think it's going to be a nice little cocktail. Anything else we want to talk about? No. Because this is about the kids. I don't want us this to This is all about the kids. Much. That's right. So we'll, the, this is their episode. Yes. It's got their stamp all over it. I, I appreciate, again, the, the time that they took out of their schedule to yeah. sit with us. And Lisa took from her schedule. And, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you guys again soon. It was a great pleasure. And we really enjoyed it. And that is the end of the show. School's out. That's right. School's out. Run home, kids. <laughs> Write something. Have fun. <laughs> Be good. There was rumor that the sixth grade teacher was receiving Easter eggs every morning on her desk. There were round blocks of Easter eggs. On Monday, the colors were blue, but here's the strange part. After every Monday, they were all black. It was Friday the 13th, and my mom and dad were going to Egypt for a business trip. My mom asked me to get her a book from the attic, so I did. But I noticed that the window was open, and since I didn't want to take long, I was going to close it after I told them bye. As they were leaving, I saw my mom. There has been a ghost sighting in Disney California Tower Fair. 
One of our witnesses has spotted these ghosts. Let's hear what they have to say. Okay, so I was apparently on the ride where there was a figure. It was white. And then it suddenly disappeared. There was two feet of white snow. One family came. The Elliot family. They had a daughter, Bella. She had long blonde hair with blue eyes. Her dad was a billionaire, and his name was Jack, and her mom's name was Abby. Dad, I want to go and ski. Stop and help us unload. Fucking demon, it sounded like this. He said, with the demon voice. There was a family. They had a mom, dad, and two sons. They bought a farmhouse next to the woods. The next day, they packed up their belongings and moved to their new house. Three days into the house, the mom and dad went on a date to celebrate their new house. The two boys stayed home alone. The two boys were watching TV and they heard a creak in the restroom. The old brother went to go see what it was. I could tell he was crazy. I mean, it was pretty obvious. What happened to me? I asked him, choosing my words carefully. Incorrect, he said cross-eyed. Incorrect, I asked, confused. Let's just say you lied, he said, whipping out a comb and grooming his mustache. to the Ninth Story Podcast, a Hicks and Fabulous production.